0: Yeah, when I think about the ways that motherhood and hospitality connect, the word that really comes to mind is presence. You know, I think we live in such a distracted world and even motherhood itself can be full of distractions and interruptions. But when I think about what it means to truly practice hospitality, I think of just the gift of giving someone your full attention.
1: friends, and welcome to Always Invited, a podcast by the Art of Hospitality
2: Co. I'm your host, Kenzie Peters. And I'm your other host, Bella Ponce. We're just two friends with a passion for making people feel valued and empowering them to do the same. Hospitality has become a lost art form in our generation, and it's time we reclaim it for what it was truly designed to be. Learn and grow with us as we talk about the purpose, posture
1: and practice of biblical hospitality alongside other women who inspire and model a
2: lifestyle of service. So come on in, pull up a chair and remember you're always invited. Welcome in. Welcome all. Welcome back to the Always Invited Podcast. I'm Bella Ponce and I'm here with Mackenzie Hoppiters. So,
1: (laughs) that's not my actual name, just so everyone knows.
2: But yes. Today it is. And it's also the season of fall, which is my personal favorite. So, our kickoff question for you, Kens, is give me some fall staples what are your five fall staples okay
1: well first of all i like talking about fall because i'm not experiencing it right now it's 90 degrees still guys and i'm very sad about it but i have hope that one day leaves will fall i think they're they some of them are brown orange but i think they're burnt they're not fall (laughs) it's just burnt from the hot the heat (laughs) But despite that sad news, um, five fall favorites. Let's see. Gilmore Girls. Staple. Always have to watch Gilmore Girls in the fall. Specifically the fall episodes, but even the whole team show. Team Jazz
2: or Team Dean.
1: Or Team Logan. Or Team you forget. Logan. Yeah. We'll leave that up to interpretation. Um, Pumpkin spice lattes, of course, with oat milk. Recently, they've been all iced because it's so hot right now, but... When I can, hot latte with a scone. Oof, <gasps> that reminds me. Um, gluten free pumpkin pancake and mix from Trader Joe's. I forgot that existed until this moment because we don't have a Trader Joe's here, and now that's all I want. Oh my gosh, so okay. cool. Okay, that's three. And then let's see. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of music that I listen to fall noah khan is a fall vibe although i listen to him year round and number five let's say mm um, Ooh, my they're like brownstone is that what you call the brand the boots that everyone wore last year it was like the trending type of boot I got mine at Nordstrom Rack for half the price, and so it's a different brand. But I love those things, and I never get to wear them eighty percent of the year. So as soon as it starts getting cooler, I cannot
2: wait to wear those. Bella, what are your top five? Five fall staples. Number one, Fantastic Mr. Fox, classic Wes Anderson cinematography. Is that second fall? Yes, oh. the colors in it. Yes. Okay. okay absolutely you can watch it year-round if you want yes coming in number two is trader joe's gluten-free pumpkin bread loaf not the mix but the loaf yes however it is discontinued this year (laughs) are you serious i'm so sad i think the day that i found that out i felt a piece of my heart shatter
1: you literally bought that so many times. I ate it so many times in your apartment last fall. Aww.
2: So good. It was always sold out. And I went into Trader Joe's recently and I asked the lady where this loaf was. And she said, unfortunately, <laughs> darling, it's discontinued. <laughs> Where's the loaf? <laughs> Where's the loaf at? Number three is Noah Khan Music Ash. I've Been Loving. Also, Jake's. Autumn song, this is what fall feels like or autumn feels like. (laughs) Number four, going apple picking in Oakland. Mm. Very fun. They have amazing apple cider. The leaves do change. Yes. So that's a fun adventure about an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. And coming into number five is my red patchwork jacket that I thrifted. I wear that thing all the time when it's cold. I love that jacket. Today. Wait, not
1: your strawberry one, the
2: but... with the brown corduroy collar. Classic.
1: I love it. Okay, I hope everyone listening just got their ultimate fall fix on, and you're inspired to go drink a pumpkin spice and listen to Jake and Noah Kahan and go to Pumpkin Patch. Bella, can you please introduce our speaker and? Tell us, tell the people who
2: we get to talk to today. So this week, we'll be getting to know a new friend, Ashley Gad. Is that how you pronounce your last name?
0: Yes, it is. Thank you for confirming.
2: (laughs) Our new friend, Ashley Gad, mother,
0: storyteller,
2: author, and creator of Coffee and Crumbs, a platform dedicated to making mothers feel safe, known, and encouraged. And all through which is beautiful storytelling elements. And so, Kens, you've been able to work very closely with Ashley on a top-secret project, which <laughs> I very excitingly was able to catch a couple glimpses of. And let me tell you guys, it is very, very stunning work. And I just – I definitely bother Ken's each week. Just be like, hey, do you have any spreads that you can show me? So – Pence, do you want to share a little
0: bit about how you and Ashley met?
1: Yes. So I feel like it's not so top secret anymore. Cause
0: yeah. I've now posted much. about it on Instagram. So I think the cat is out of the bag officially. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: Well, <laughs> it's still like secret as far as how it's all going to come together. But yes. Um, all that to say, it's a magazine, spoiler alert, um, magazine for coffee and crumbs. But let's start at the beginning. So back in June, I met Ashley through Instagram. Funny enough, I feel like that's how a lot of fun friendships start. (laughs) And um, I had no idea who Ashley was. Never heard of Coffee and Crumbs, probably because I'm not a mom. Have not entered that season of life. So how would I know? But my friend Morgan, Bella's friend as well, who we've had on the podcast, she loves Ashley's work as an author and has followed along for many years. So she saw this story Ashley posted that she was needing a graphic designer for this magazine project um, for Coffee and Crumbs. And so Morgan just forwarded it to me like super casually. And I was like, wait, this actually sounds really cool because I love magazine design. It's my favorite thing ever. I just love editorial things. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just shoot my shot. I'll text or message her my portfolio and see what happens. Cause at that time I didn't have a lot of work going on. So I was like, it's oh, great. And then the next morning, she messages me back, which kind of caught me off guard because I feel like in your world, you are an influencer. So I was like, (laughs) oh, gosh. (laughs) I, I say that in the best way possible. Like, sometimes we were like, do those people even message people back on DMs? You never know. So I was kind of surprised. The next morning, you messaged me back and said, at the risk of coming on real strong here, you might just be an actual answer to prayer. And I was like, what? Um. So just so cool. Like, the rest is history. Um. I feel like when we first met on Zoom, it was just like a kindred connection of... Mm-hmm. Like professional, but also personal. Like, even though we're in different seasons of life, like having the same values and same aesthetic and style when it comes to storytelling. And so I've just been honored to be a part of this project. Basically, Coffee and Crumbs has had years and years of writers and contributors um, telling stories, um, moms that have had these experiences and they write on their blog. But Ashley's wanted to consolidate those into a magazine format so that people can buy it and hold it and so I've gotten to be a part of that process and it has been an absolute dream to work with you I I mean it's not done yet but I'm having so much fun and I just it's so fun to see it come to life and hopefully it'll bless many people that get their hands on it but All that to say, you're an amazing person, not just (laughs) professionally, but I've gotten a window as well into your personal life and just the kind of mom you are, wife, friend, like you are the true deal. And just even, I mean, hospitality is part of that, but it's so much bigger of just like how you live your life for the Lord and then trying to um, be a mom, but also leave a legacy for your kids and for other moms and like lead by example. So a lot to say. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you.
0: Well, thank you for that very generous introduction. And you know that the feeling is mutual on this side. And you also know that getting a good graphic designer is truly like finding a needle in a haystack. I know that's such a cliche phrase, but I have worked with so many graphic designers over the years and it's so hard to find a really perfect match who Just really gets what you're trying to do and gets the vision and can execute it beautifully. And you have just been, you really are an answer to prayer. So I'm so glad that our paths crossed because I love working with you.
1: Yeah, Praise God. So Ashley, can you start by introducing yourself, where you're from, what you do? I kind of mentioned that, but also your family and your season of life. And maybe a fun fact most people don't know.
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to think about that for a minute. Um, Yeah, so my name is Ashley. I live in Northern California with my husband. We've been married for 16 years, and we have three kiddos, ages 11, eight, and four. And I'm a writer, I'm a photographer, and nine years ago I founded an online space called Coffee and Crumbs, which Mackenzie already so graciously gave a little preview of. And that space is really just so near and dear to my heart. It's I like to kind of describe it as the intersection of motherhood and storytelling. And so we're all writers and we're all creatives. And it's just been such a cool experience, really turning our motherhood experiences into art and then fostering a really amazing community around that intersection so Mm -hmm. that's me I'm trying to think of a fun fact people don't know about me I feel like I've been sharing so much of myself online for so long I don't have any like deep dark secrets that the internet doesn't know already so um
1: maybe just what our (laughs) listeners wouldn't know
0: know. (laughs) um hmm I, this is just like a really dumb thing, but I'm obsessed with popcorn and I eat it almost every day. And I think maybe most people don't know that about me, but it's, I literally consider it its own food group in my, in my world. So I'm a huge popcorn fan. Is that so oh dumb? It's the favorite, the only oh, thing I could brand. think of. <laughs> favorite. Po- I, so I like to make my own popcorn on the stove. Like I buy the kernels and I make, I call it bougie popcorn. And uh, I I make it on the stove with real butter and truffle oil and um, just like a little sprinkle of nutritional yeast, which makes it really cheesy. And it's my favorite snack in the whole world. I It is actually such my favorite snack that um, I've started traveling with it. When I go places, I pop a big like helping of it and I put it in a Ziploc bag and I bring it on the airplane. That's What a freak I am. It takes up a lot of space. I know. But it's worth it. I will make the space in my backpack for my bougie popcorn. I love that.
1: Amazing. Who I was mentioning, you'd be
0: friends, because she's also obsessed with popcorn and she pops it every night. Yeah. I don't know. I'm never sick of it. It always sounds good to me. I mean, I just I love popcorn. (laughs) It's a weird fact. (laughs) Wow. So
2: you have a platform and can we just take a minute? I did some stalking. I looked at your <laughs> personal website, but also Popping Crumbs and I studied photo in college. And so oh, wow. just your incredible gift of storytelling, not only through writing, but also visually. And I just, I love all the galleries on your portfolio, mm. incredible. And also I was able to listen to a couple podcast episodes from Coffee and Crumbs just the two that I listened to one about hospitality which was incredible wisdom and then also uh taking a break from your phone so the 1000 mm. hour challenge incredible I feel motivated to do the same I'm a very big advocate for hanging up and hanging out so just catching a glimpse um but I would love to know how did Coffee and Crumbs kind of start the birthing place of that, and what is like the heartbeat behind it?
0: Mm, First of all, I love hanging up and hanging out. (laughs) I mean, that feels like that should be on a coffee mug. That's a really good little, that's a good little slogan. I really like that. Um, Yeah, so I started Coffee and Crumbs when I was pregnant with my second baby. So I had a toddler at the time, and I was six months pregnant when I like hit publish on the first post. So it was kind of a crazy time to be starting something. But in the very beginning, you know, this was going to be my passion project. It was something I wanted to start. It was something I felt was really needed at the time. When I was a new mom, I've always been a writer. I've written my whole life. And I had a personal blog for years before I became a mother. And when I first became a mom, I was kind of looking around the internet landscape, looking for places to submit my writing or looking even for places to just read about the motherhood experience because it was all so new to me at the time. And most of the websites that I was coming across in those early years were, you know, really similar in a lot of ways. There was a lot of clickbait. There was a lot of divisiveness. There was a lot of sarcasm. There was a lot of even... What I would call kind of aspirational motherhood, you know, sort of that the Pinteresty, you know, recommendations for the eight hundred dollar diaper bag, and just a lot of it's it's like there was this spectrum of motherhood represented, but even on the spectrum that existed, I couldn't find the kind of writing that I wanted to make about motherhood and that I wanted to read about motherhood. You know, I wanted to read really gritty, honest, nuanced stories about what it was really like to be a mother. And when I couldn't find that, I thought maybe I could make a space like that. And so um, it was was so scrappy, you know, in the very beginning, just building that site. I, I built that site while I was six months pregnant, eating Cheetos every day, my, I just like have so many memories of sitting on my couch and my laptop was just orange just for my like Cheeto <laughs> fingers. Um, I taught myself how to build a website in Squarespace. I had never done that before. I rallied up just a small group of friends who were writers who were also mothers and kind of threw out this idea of making a collective space online, a collaborative space online where we could just write. Honest stories about motherhood together. And that's kind of how it started. It was scrappy and small. And um, much to our surprise, we had a few pieces go viral right away. And that kind of catapulted us into the internet in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I would say, still to this day, that has been um, one of the biggest surprises with Coffee and Crumbs is just how quickly it seemed to resonate with people. And you know, not here we are nine years later. I, I think our work has really evolved over the years and our website has seen a few different um, versions. We've tried things, we've added things, but ultimately at the end of the day, the heartbeat behind our work is really to make mothers feel safe, known, encouraged, and loved through our art. So we're really passionate about using our creative gifts in the world and channeling them into a space that really truly encourages and uplifts mothers without sugarcoating what it's really like to be a mom because we don't believe in that either you know so we try to kind of show the ups and the downs um, but in a way that ultimately reflects hope
2: so good what were some of those pieces that went viral
0: So there were three essays in particular that went viral. One was by me, which was called A Letter to My Pre-Mom Self. And then one was by my dear friend, Katie Blackburn, which was called It's Their Day Too. And then we had another piece go viral by a writer who isn't on the team anymore, but she was for a number of years. Her name is Natima. um, And she wrote a post called When Love Feels Heavy. And it was about her experience with postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I can give you all three of those links if you want to put them in the show notes. Yeah. So cool. I
1: mean, even getting to read some of the essays you're putting in the magazine, I'm just like, I haven't experienced, I mean, again, I haven't been in the motherhood <laughs> community, so I haven't read a lot. But even just as story go- storytelling goes, like, it's so honest and raw and, like, they're not afraid to talk about the broken pieces, but there's mm-hmm. so much redemption and... Mm-hmm. Like hope, like you said, that's written into these pieces. And I feel emotional, like sometimes just reading them, like knowing what these moms have gone through Mm -hmm. and the way that they're capturing it with their words and, you know, how the Lord has redeemed many of those stories is so, so special. So specifically to you as a mom, what is one of the most sacred things that you've found um, being a mom and how does that connect to hospitality?
0: Mm. If so.
1: And also with that, has your have your kids taught you anything about hospitality?
0: Mm. Yeah, when I think about the ways that motherhood and hospitality connect, the word that really comes to mind is presence. You know, I think we live in such a distracted world. And even motherhood itself can be full of distractions and interruptions. But when I think about what it means to truly practice hospitality, I think of just the gift of giving someone your full attention. And my kids have really taught me how to do that because that is such an essential part of being a mother, you know, is tuning into the needs of your kids and just giving them all of yourself in any given moment. And, you know, I think that over the years i'm learning especially as my kids get older how important that availability is to them and how important it is to put down the phone stop doing the dishes stop doing the thing and really turn and like look my own children in the eyes and give them give them all of my presence in that moment and i think hospitality is so there's, there's so many different layers to hospitality. And I think for a lot of us, when we even hear the word hospitality, we think dinner party or we, you know what I mean? Like we we think it's the, we think it's about the food or we think it's about the environment or the atmosphere. But I think really at the end of the day, when we are greeted by someone who practices genuine hospitality, it's. It's not so much in the actual food or the tangible environment. It's about how that person makes us feel in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, I think one of the greatest gifts we can give one another, especially in this age of like constant technology, constant distractions is our full, the full weight of our attention. Mm
2: -hmm. That's so good. Sacredness of being a
0: mom. That's like, that's something that
2: I think, our culture doesn't understand. And sometimes I look back now at everything that my mom's done for me and, like, she literally poured her heart and soul into this, mm. and I was chilling in her womb for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy the okay. amount of intentionality that goes into mm-hmm. being a mom. It's just so special. And mm-hmm. I think even being a mom, it's crazy because now your attention is all on your kids. And so, that can create very, very busy seasons. And so how have you managed to make hospitality a priority despite the chaos of being a mom?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think lowering the standards is the secret to that. Um, You know, I am a person who I really value – beautiful spaces. And this is something I feel like the Lord is constantly working out in me just in the area of hospitality because I I like things to be really perfect and really pretty when people come into my home and I am the person that's like psychotically vacuuming every inch of my every inch of my house before people come over and the fact of the matter is when you have 3 kids running around the house as I do, it's not practical to wait until everything looks perfect to invite people in. And I think I've had to get comfortable with the mess and get comfortable with the chaos because the truth of the matter is we want people to see us in that state sometimes because that fosters more vulnerability. It fosters closeness. And I think when we wait until we can make everything clean and perfect chances are we're just not going to invite people over as often Mm -hmm. and we also just might be waiting forever you know there comes a time in a season especially when your kids are really little um where there just is no good time you know like someone's always crying or somebody's always upset or you know, it's loud here and it's messy and it's chaotic. And if we just wait and wait and wait until the kids are older, until the kids have good manners, until we can actually clean our house and it will actually stay clean, there could be years that pass before we let people into our homes. And I don't believe that's what we're we're called to do. So for me, a lot of that has looked like literally lowering my standards and just getting comfortable having people in when Everything doesn't look exactly as I wish it did.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's so relatable to people our age or in different seasons of life that may not have kids, but maybe our schedule or our Mm -hmm. roommates or just in general, like life is crazy and busy and we can make all the excuses not to invite people over. But like you said, you could be waiting for years until Mm -hmm. the perfect circumstance or the perfect environment and then you just never do it. And if, especially as a mom, you would miss out on the community and the support that's Mm -hmm. needed when you are a young mom or even just in every season, like you'd have no one to support you if you're Mm -hmm. not having them come into your messy and raw life. So it's a beautiful picture of like both ways you get to serve others, but then Mm -hmm. they also can support you.
0: Yeah.
1: Sweet. So you also talk a lot on your page and you've written a book about creativity and i think there's such a big connection between creativity and hospitality we've talked about that on the podcast and other spaces but has as you've pursued your creative dreams um in what you call the margins of motherhood um how have you seen your creativity unfold in the context of hospitality
0: i think you know there's really something to be said about kind of staying in your lane when it comes to creativity and i Say this as a person who has occasionally drifted out of my lane and you know I'm I am admittedly not super great in the kitchen. I'm not a good cook. I'm not a good chef. i I don't really like to cook. It's not something I enjoy. It's not something I'm super talented at. And so for me, I've really kind of made peace with this idea that, You know, to be creative in my hospitality, I have to do this one thing well, right? Because for me, I've I've thought that a lot, many times throughout my adult life, you know, that if I want to be really good at hospitality, I have to be really good at cooking dinner. (laughs) When in actuality, I'm just not good at cooking dinner. But what I am really good at is, I mean, contrary to what I just said about letting people into your mess, I actually really am good at setting up a really beautiful environment. You know, I love to create a beautiful table. I love making playlists. I love lighting all the candles and just kind of creating an ambiance for people to gather and be comfortable with one another. And so, I feel like when it comes to kind of harnessing your creativity for hospitality, like a really good question to ask yourself is what do I really love to do and what am I really good at and how can I apply that to my hospitality? Mm -hmm. So for me, sometimes that looks like I just order takeout For the dinner, I don't actually cook it myself or I make something really easy. You know, I have three recipes that I kind of make on repeat that are simple, but I do know how to make. I take the pressure off of myself with the cooking because that's not a creative outlet that I enjoy, nor is it a creative gift that resides in me. And I just focus on making the table really beautiful. And that is me practicing my creativity within the realm of hospitality in a way that is true and genuine to myself and my gifts. So.
1: I love that. Yeah. Can you shamelessly plug your book and (laughs) what it's about?
0: (laughs) I would love to shamelessly plug my book. That's why I go on podcasts. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, So I wrote a book called Create Anyway, The Joy of Pursuing Creativity in the Margins of Motherhood. It is targeted at mothers, but I also think it could be a really good book for women to read who maybe want to become mothers someday. Um, you know, I wish – this is kind of the book I wish I had had as a new mom and even the book I wish I would have had before I became a mother because I, I really talk through a lot of the tension that I felt and continue to feel sometimes between my motherhood and my creative dreams. And um, it's – I'm really, really passionate about the idea of – Encouraging women to see those two things, not as a this or that, or to not see them as like two forces working in opposition of one another, but to see motherhood and creativity as two things that can truly enhance the other experience and together can help women flourish as a whole person. You know, Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of women, they tend to get really lost in motherhood when they become a mother. They feel like they don't recognize themselves anymore. They don't have time for themselves anymore. They don't know who they are outside of motherhood anymore. And I have found in my own experience that carving out the time and the space and clinging to those creative gifts that God has given me to steward on this earth has been a form of retaining a piece of myself that has actually really blessed my children, really blessed my family, really blessed my whole motherhood experience. And I think for a long time, I had convinced myself that it was all very selfish, you know, to want to write, to want to continue to pour myself into coffee and crumbs and chase these dreams that I have. But in actuality, my ability to do those things alongside motherhood has made my actual motherhood experience even more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And so that is my shameless plug for the book. (laughs) I
1: wanna read it. I wanna be prepared for motherhood
2: (laughs) That's so sweet. That's so amazing. So kind of going off of what you were saying in the book and how you wish you would have, things that you wish you would have known even prior to becoming a mom, what is a piece of advice you received when you were at our age that better helped you prepare for motherhood?
0: Well, I don't know how old you guys are. How old are you? Yeah. 22. Okay, perfect. So I got married when I was 21, which wow. I don't know that I necessarily recommend. <laughs> I see 21-year-olds now and I'm like, you are a baby. I don't know how anybody <laughs> let us get married that young. Um, but when I was newly married, I, my husband and I had dinner at our pastor's house. This was maybe one of the first kind of it was one of the first times I remember being invited into somebody's home, you know, kind of as a grown up, as a grown up, as a married couple. I think my husband and I, my husband's four years older than me, so he was older than 21, but I think we both kind of still felt like children, you know. So to be invited to a dinner party at our pastor's house, it just felt like a really big deal. And I will never forget, we had a really wonderful meal together. And at the very end, My husband and I stood up and kind of offered to start doing the dishes because I think that's like what I was trained to do as a child, like to have good manners. When you go to someone's house, you offer to clean up, you offer to help with the dishes. And um, our pastor and his wife just kind of just motioned for us to put the dishes back down on the table and said, no, no, no. We always do the dishes when our guests leave. We never clean up when we have guests in our home. It's a family rule. We'll do it later. Don't worry about it. And they kind of swept us over to the couch. And then we just continued talking and chatting and enjoying the rest of our time together. But I remember it having such an impact on Brett and I when we were in the car on the way home. And I remember us having that conversation of, gosh, we want to do that in our family. Like, we want that to be our family rule." Because the entire night, our pastor and his wife, they were just so present with us. You know, there was never – even though it probably would have taken, what, 15 minutes to clean up all the dishes – those were 15 minutes that were redirected toward being really present in the moment and maintaining a really good connection with us. And so that was really good advice. And I still to this day, I mean, again, my husband and I have now been married for 16 years. We, that is a family rule of ours. We don't ever do dishes when we have people over in our home. We just let it pile up all over the kitchen, make a huge mess. And then when our guests leave, we do the dishes together and that works for us
1: going back to being present like you said at the beginning Mm -hmm. and now that your kids have taught you that it's so cool that you like learned you had a Mm -hmm. preview of it before you were even
0: yeah
1: okay so you already mentioned an invitation you received but i have another question and see if it's (laughs) different but because the podcast is called always invited what's the most impactful invitation you've ever received?
0: I had two that came to mind. So maybe I'll share a brief version of both of them. The first one was when I first moved to Sacramento, I, you know, my husband and I didn't really have a solid community here. And we ended up getting connected with this woman that my husband had gone to high school with, and they had us over for dinner one night. And she invited me to join her women's, this women's Bible study that they were just kind of getting off the ground. And I without going into a whole backstory of my church upbringing, I really grew up in a bubble, like a real tight, teeny, tiny bubble. (laughs) And it was such an impactful invitation for me because all of these women went to different churches and had grown up in different backgrounds. And we all were believers and we all loved Jesus. But how that how that manifested in our upbringings was incredibly different. And it was a really eye-opening in a good way experience for me to get connected with women of faith who didn't grow up in the same bubble that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I feel like my my empathy grew and my um, just even my understanding of the gospel, my understanding of grace, my understanding of um, – what it means to be a christian was really it shifted in that bible study for the better Mm -hmm. and um that was just a really cool experience i feel like even now the the my faith today i would say like was really heavily impacted by just that that season of my life where i was meeting with those women on a regular basis and studying the bible with them so that's one impactful invitation. And I'll share really quick my second one that came to mind. When I was a new mom, I think this was probably around the time when my firstborn was one, so 10 years ago. I got invited to this play group that met every Thursday. And it was, I didn't have, I had mom friends at the time, but I didn't have mom friends who had kids the same age as mine. And I got like, swept up into this play group that met every Thursday and all the kids were the same age. And it was such a, it was just a really sweet time in my life. Like I have so many positive memories of getting to know these women over, you know, we would, we would literally meet on Thursdays in each other's living rooms. We would take turns hosting and just, there would be 10 toddlers just on the ground crawling all over making a mess and we would all be just talking over them and it was just it was chaotic and it was loud and it was messy and it was just a really busy wild time for all of us but I feel like I really learned what it meant to be the village from that specific play group that met like we were just all really there for each other to bear witness to what each other was going through and even though it was loud and it was chaotic there was still like such a beautiful connection forming in the midst of all of that and I was really grateful to walk side by side with mothers who were going through pretty much the same things that I was going through at the same time it was really sweet wow
1: I feel like as we've asked Each guest, this question, I'm noticing a theme that it's never, hardly ever, like, invited to someone's house for dinner. or Like, it's Mm. all these group, like, Mm -hmm. bigger picture invitations that really do make an impact on our lives. And inviting someone into a community or to belong somewhere is
2: the running theme I'm noticing.
0: Mm, That's That's really cool. I love that.
2: Yeah. Well... Ashley, thank you so much for your time. Seriously, your time, your wisdom, and all the resources that our listeners have now about channeling creativity, even being a mother, but also in hospitality and all all of those things blend together. Thank you again so much. You're and um, do you want to shout out your personal website and Coffee and Crumbs?
0: Instagram. I would love to shout out some stuff. Let's see. My personal website is com, And these days I'm mostly writing over at Substack, which I think is ashleygad at com, But <laughs> I don't know. So I'll confirm and give it to you for your show notes. And Coffee and Crumbs is coffeeandcrumbs.net. And you can find my book, Create Anyway, in all the places that you buy books.
1: Woo! And Instagram is just at... Instagram Ashley.
0: is at Ashley Gad. Yeah, two E's. Okay. Yeah. And at Coffee and Crumbs. Yes. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Great. <laughs> it was so fun. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode. We are so thankful that you have listened to the end of this episode. All the show notes will be linked with all the information that we covered today. And we will see you next week. And remember, you're always invited.